Thank you, Dennis. Well, good morning, everybody. It's great to be here. Let me uh, pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we do want to thank you uh, for your goodness. And Father, we want to thank you that you've given us your word. And Father, we pray that we might be moved, touched, that your spirit might infiltrate our hearts and minds so that we might hear, listen and act upon what your word says. And we do pray these things for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. One of the uh, infamous uh, philosophers, Immanuel Kant, uh, he said many uh, incredible things. But one of the things he said was, truth is relative. So what is true for you, that's fine. If that's true for Dennis, that's, if it's true for Rachel, that's fine with, with that. And so if adultery is right for you, that's okay. If homosexuality is right for you, then that's true for you. But folks, I want to say when this belief is put to the test, uh, it has uh, trouble straight away with simple arithmetic because two plus two always equals four, doesn't it? If truth is totally relative, then you're going to have chaos, chaos in our world, conflict in our world. And yet the Bible tells us that truth is absolute, Adultery is always wrong, murder is always wrong, stealing is always wrong because we have a heavenly father, the God, the God of truth and he has given us his word which is absolute truth. Truth is important to God but not as important to us. In a recent survey in the US and we follow the US uh, stats uh, very uh, closely uh, it said 91% of people lie regularly. So have a look at the person beside you. Just look at them. They probably lie. <laughs> more than likely lie. Uh, we are told men lie more than women. Is that right, guys? <laughs> we have an honest bloke over there. Young men lie more than old men, older men. Homosexuals lie more than heterosexuals. Catholics lie more than Protestants. <laughs> but let's not get too smug because both lie more than Jews. The poor lie more than rich. And only 31% believe honesty is the best policy. So people lie. And yet we are told in the scriptures, particularly in the, in the reading that Madeline read to us in Proverbs, that God hates a lying tongue. Let me read to you, remind you of those words. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. Two out of the seven things that God hates has to do with verbal honesty or dishonesty. God hates falsehood. He hates lies, false witness, because it is contrary to his essence. Truth is bounded in God's identity. And this morning we uh, sung those great words from scripture, I am the way and the truth, Jesus said. He is the embodiment of truth. You know, there's a story of Ananias and Sapphira 
uh, in uh, Acts chapter 5, that when I first read that, I thought, boy, God's uh, overreacting here. I thought God might have had a bad hair day or whatever, because here are these people and they sell property. And then they, with the money, uh, with the money they got, they gave most of it to the church. This is the early church. But they made it sound like they gave all of it. And uh, they claimed their giving was greater than it was. And right from the very beginning, uh, we see uh, Ananias. He, he drops dead because of his lie. And when his wife re- returns a couple of hours later, Sapphira, and the Apostle Peter says, well, did you give, was all the money that you gave uh, from the sale of the land? And she said, yeah, and she dropped dead. And I thought, wow, that is so harsh. And yet I think the reason why that's in Scripture is because God wants to show us right from the very beginning how harmful it is for a lying tongue, for us to lie in the church because it will have a great harm against the church. God is a God of truth. And people are to be truthful. And that's what the ninth commandment is all about. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbour. And just like a concert pianist who has perfect pitch, he's going to hate playing on an out-of-tune piano. How then can we expect God, the Father of truth, tolerate dishonesty? God is the embodiment of truth. And Satan is the epitome of lies and deception. In fact, the Bible says he's the father of lies. And we know that, we we see that right from the very beginning of Scripture when God said to Adam and Eve, you can eat any fruit from from the trees except for that one in the middle. And what did Satan do? He came and whispered in Eve's ear, you won't surely die. God's just, a, he just wants to, you know, spoil your fun. You're not going to die, go eat. And she ate it. Adam and Eve and ate it. And then when God found out that uh, they had uh, been disobedient, what was the first thing they did? They lied. Adam said, she made me do it. <laughs> Eve said, the, the, the snake made me do it. And friends, that was the start of the avalanche the floodgates of sin into our world. Satan will whisper in our hearts, our minds, in all of Christians, all of God's people, he's going to whisper untruths. How do we lie? Well, slander is lying about brothers, uh, another person's character or conduct. Uh, The Pharisees called Jesus the friend of sinners. Uh, The implication was Jesus was a sinner himself. Gossip is another form of half-truths to discredit somebody. She's always going to his place. I don't know what they get up to. You know, we've probably heard of gossip like that. Uh, Thomas uh, Watson, who was a Puritan, he said these words, he said, the scorpion carries his poison in his tail. The slanderer and the gossip carries his in his tongue. Flattery is also a form of deceit. Now, flattery does not come out of love for the other person, 
it comes out of a, an approval or love for oneself. We might praise the boss and say, oh, you're a great boss, but we're flattering only for our, for our, own, for our own devices. We want a promotion or we want a raise or we want a day off. It's very different to encouragement. Encouragement builds the other person up. Encouragement gives the other person courage to continue in ministry. Flattery raises the, the other person up, but it's only for yourself, for your own desires and needs, for your own kudos. Interesting, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 2, he says, we're not trying to please men, but God who tests our heart, and he says we never, ever use flattery. In other words, Paul never used sweet talk. Distortion is like twisting the truth, subtle lying, misquoting, or uh, taking things out of context. And Dennis has mentioned how politicians, politicians may do that. And I won't give you any examples, but, I mean, we even know the media... Uh, we've heard the term fake news. Well, it's so true, isn't it? Because you can't believe everything you read. So it's one thing to distort someone's words, but it's another thing to distort the word of God. In Galatians, Paul says, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one preached to you, let him be eternally condemned. And so, folks, it's, it's dangerous to distort someone's words, but it's even more dangerous to distort the word of God. Mormons, the JWs and the Moonies and others, they twist the truth to prove their own doctrine, if you want. Unfortunately, sometimes Christians do the same thing to justify their own sin. You know, sex before marriage is okay. We're going to get married anyway. Or you, the other one you hear is, well, I don't need to be involved in church. I have a private faith. I'm still a Christian. It's a distortion of the truth. Exagger exaggeration. Who exaggerates? Nearly half of us. Yeah. Oh, you know, exaggeration, embellishing the story, that's okay, um, uh, it's, it has entertainment value, but it can be dangerous when used destructively. You know, a wife may say of her husband, he's always too busy for me. He's always too busy for me. And the husband might say to his wife, she never treats me special. She never gives me a decent meal. I'd never say that. Or you hear people say, oh, we had the best time. The weather was perfect. You know, everything's going so good since I've become a Christian. I'm full of joy. I want to say, you know, you can lose integrity if you overstate the facts um, and you make it sound like paradise, the paradise that doesn't exist. Interesting, James says, let your yes be yes, your no be no, or you'll be condemned. And there's deception. Even true words can be employed to deceive others. You know, before I came, went into the ministry, I was uh, working as an electrician. I had my own business uh, for a number of years. 
Uh, but I served my time, I was an apprentice at Garden Island, uh, which is uh, in town. Uh, it was working for the Department of Navy. And I remember, and it was, it was told to me at the time, but I knew these gentlemen, these two men were leading hands. And they really didn't like each other. They both wanted the promotion to be a foreman. And one guy became a foreman, uh, and obviously the other guy, the, the leading hand, he was very disgruntled. Uh, one of the jobs the foreman would do, he would fill in the logbooks each day, especially if someone went outside of Garden Island. Uh, it was, I guess, a, a security thing. Um, and for some reason, the foreman had asked the leading hand, the leading hand who didn't like him, uh, to fill in the logbooks. And this is what he wrote, just a few words. Today, the foreman was back from lunch on time. <laughs> uh, it was very true, but it was insinuating that the foreman... Uh, there were times when the foreman didn't come back from lunch on time. Paul says, speak the truth in love. Silence. You can break the ninth commandment by passive silence. In a conversation, something untrue may be said of someone, but you let it go. Or your boss or your friend needs to know and you keep yourself from saying anything. Folks, sometimes that can be lying by omission. Well, why do we lie? We should have asked the, uh, the teenagers that question. Why do you lie? Sometimes people hate other people. And the worst lies can uh, come from sheer malice, hatred and revenge. And we are told from Proverbs, reckless words pierce like a sword. How many times have you been hurt by an untruth? We all know we have at some time. We lie sometimes to impress people. We claim that we are bosom buddies with someone we hardly know to get a job, to get a raise, uh, to get something cheaper. Fear is the root of most children's lies. They fear the consequences of, uh, from their parents. And we sometimes lie because we want to escape punishment, don't we? Yeah? But officer, my car can't even go that fast. I've actually said that. <laughs> and then had to apologise to, to, the, to the officer. But I didn't want to, I was trying to escape punishment, uh, the penalty. Convenience. We sometimes can make excuses not to help, we don't, we're not going to be at the working bee because I've got something else on. Couldn't make church because I've been unwell. Well, what are the results of lies? I think we've talked about uh, some of them. Uh, firstly, it destroys credibility. Have you ever heard uh, people say, yes, I, I know what he said, but that's what he said before. Or, I know she said she was coming, but she's let us down a number of times before. Folks, you cannot honour the God of truth when we break that ninth commandment. You know, society minimises the seriousness of lying 
And in some ways, we are conditioned to accept dishonesty, a certain amount of dishonesty. Some people call it white lies. But as God's children, we are to be characterised by the truth. I think the biggie is it destroys relationship. If you're a person that lies, then you're going to be breaking trust. People are not going to trust you. Love and trust are foundations of relationships. And lies are often compounded to cover up your lie. You're going to make another lie (laughs) and another lie. And so it goes on. A little lie is like a little pregnancy. Sooner or later, everybody knows. And it destroys your soul. Uh, Jesus said, I tell you that men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken, for by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned. I think what Jesus is saying, a continual, a habitual, unrepentant liars will not know heaven. They will be eternally condemned because, as we've said before, it's the opposite to God's character of truth. God's word is firm. Liars will not inherit the kingdom of God. And you know, Satan doesn't like you to hear the truth because he will whisper in your ear. He he will whisper, you know, the the Bible's out of date in this area. You, you, You don't really have to take this seriously. You know, the minister is overstating the facts. destroy our soul if we allow it and it destroys the church in that reading Dennis read to us therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbour for we are all members of one body think about it if we are members of the family of God if we are one body when someone lies it damages the whole it's like when you put um, a little uh, sour milk with the whole with the whole lot of milk. What, what will happen? Everything, everything goes off. We are part of the body of Christ. Jesus is the head of the church, and to deceive, to to, to lie, puts integrity. Uh, the doubt of over integrity of of Jesus, the Word of God, and and the church. You know, you may have heard people say, "I don't come to church anymore because." The church is full of hypocrites. Is that true or what? Yeah. I'm sure that uh, there's some truth in that, uh, but I'm also sure that they use that as an excuse. Friends, Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. The gospel is the truth. Jesus' death on the cross for our forgiveness and his resurrection so that we can share in eternal life is the truth. And friends, that is the one thing we never want to be silent on. Amen? We never want to be silent on that. That is the truth, and that is the truth people need to hear. Holding on to lies and distortion of lies you know, just can eat you away. It'll destroy relationships, destroy peace of mind. On the other hand, Living lives of truth will set us free. It will create an atmosphere of trust 
uh, personal growth and it will cultivate a stronger relationship with others and with God. Just one other thing I'd just like to mention, what happens if our kids or our friend maybe uh, are in the habit of lying? Can I just say, just quickly uh, say a couple of things? Firstly, teach and emphasise the value of truth and how it builds, how truth uh, builds uh, trusting relationships. Secondly, lead by example. I mean, if somebody rings uh, and, and, you, and you yell out, don't answer it, tell them I'm in the shower. <laughs> or tell them I'm out. What's, uh, what's that saying to your kids? Encourage repentance and forgiveness, even with your friends. If you've got a close relationship with them, you can say, hey, look, is that really the truth? Provide accountability. Help them feel comfortable that they can tell you that they've lied. Show grace. Obviously, teach about the consequences of lying and how that will damage I guess the relationships damage their friendships. And if you can, and I, you certainly can do it with your kids, cultivate that relationship with God as you pray together, as you learn from the word of God, as you come to church and so on. And pray, pray for your kids. Pray for your friend or pray for yourself if you are are in the habit of lying that you might be transformed by the Lord Jesus. You know, it's not always easy to be honest, but living lives of integrity and truth will be, will be good for us. It will be the best for us. It will bring credibility to ourselves, to our church, and to the Lord Jesus. Friends, hold on to the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. Let me pray for us. Uh, Heavenly Father, we do want to thank you that your word is truth. We want to thank you that the Lord Jesus is truth. And what is written about him is truth. Father, help us to be engrossed in those truths. Help us to love your truth. And as we learn and grow in your truth, we pray, Lord, that we'll have less of an inclination to speak untruths. Father, please show us and give us humility in the areas where we are not living lives of integrity. And Father, also give us that desire in wanting to repent and change our ways so that we indeed might live lives of truth. And we do pray all these things for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen.